What up, survivors? Welcome to D180, the horror movie podcast taking you on a ride. Thanks for riding with us. I'm AJ. I'm Johnny. And I'm Brittany. And we are starting a new theme for the month. This month's theme is Be Our Guest. We our guest, be our guest. Where every movie this month involves a hotel, a vacation, a little something, something of some sort, but just know it is not what you think it is. Keep up with us on our socials, D180 Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And in case you want exclusive content and early releases, come join us on our Patreon. All links can be found in the show notes below. So to jump off August, if you guys were with us last week, y'all know John Nate is hella excited. I always give her one month. <laughs> I give her one month. And this was our deal because back in March, I tortured the fuck out of her. <laughs> if you guys were not here with us in March, we did March of the Clowns. Johnny did not host not a lick of an episode. So. <laughs> I mean, know. I do this every year. So every year I always give her August because if you don't know, my girl be curating the Johns. She's going to tell you about Hello. that hot ass minute. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to give you this month. We're doing Disney's Tower of Terror from 1997. This is going to be a kid-friendly episode. So you can it is, it is, it is. To this one with the little ones. Just know we got the dolphins on deck just in case someone slips. Because apparently you guys enjoyed <laughs> that last time. <laughs> and any other time we do it. So it's okay. This movie is baby. Not streaming anywhere. Anywhere. Okay. Look, if you didn't catch our drift last time, there is somewhere you can find it. Luckily, by the time we were recording, it was still there, wink, wink, um, on the YouTube. So, yeah, if you caught that, that's where it is. You can watch it there. Disney Plus said no. And it's that's crazy to me because I have no idea why. That's weird. It's beyond me. This is not me I don't for us. either. I, I don't know. It's like this movie has gone into, like, oblivion. Okay. <laughs> Cause it was like okay when Disney Plus first dropped, we noticed it was like hella movies missing. But slowly they start adding them, and it's still movies missing. But mm-hmm. this one, it wasn't until we scheduled it that I was like, oh, it's gonna be on Disney Plus. We go on Disney Plus, no. <laughs> Not even on ABC because actually this movie was released on TV. Mm-hmm. No, I remember watching this, but we could talk about that in a second. Let's go right ahead and get into Park Recommendations. Okay, so I thought this was going to be a little hard, but then I thought about it because, and I guess we could talk about this a little later and I'll just bring it back up, but my recommendation is Disney's Haunted Mansion from 2003 because that was a bop. <laughs> Who doesn't love Eddie Murphy? <laughs> right, right, right. And that actually kind of like ties into the thought process of this movie. Right, yeah, bit. that's what I was getting. I was like, I'm not going to jump the gun because I'm like, I'm sure you want to bring that up later and we can talk about it. But yeah, I'm glad you you seen what I was trying to do here. I would like to say that my recommendation is also a Disney movie. Is don't look under the bed, y'all. Cause I love that movie. Aww. I like that movie too. I do too. Whenever <laughs> I think of that, whenever I think of this movie, for some reason, I always think of that one. 
like go hand in hand. It was a great time to be alive. All these were coming straight on the TV. If y'all haven't seen it, I think this one actually is streaming on Disney Plus. Go watch it. Survivors, if you have any park recommendations that fit today's ride, you can let us know on our Twitter or in our DMs. I don't know how I found this movie. I just know it was always there. I just, it came out in 97. How old were we in 97? Oh, five. About five. So I know I watched it before you went to Disney World. So, or am I? Have y'all been to Disney World on this ride? Hell yeah, we talked about this before. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> yeah. I've been to Disney. Oh, we gotta take you, baby. Oh, well, sorry. It's not gonna be the same experience. Yeah, it's not gonna be the same. That's why I said sorry. It's not like you, if you don't go as a kid, and I'm very, I'm serious. If you don't go as a kid, it's not, I don't know. It's something in the air to just make you like rose colored glasses. So I still had fun when I went, um, what was it 2015? So there used to be this thing. Well, they still called the Miak Swag Challenge, but mm -hmm. it used to be called Disney's Miak Swag Challenge. Mm -hmm. And that's when the Mid-Eastern Atlantic Conference of HBCUs plays the Southwestern Atlantic Conference of HBCUs in Florida mm -hmm. at Disney World. Yeah. And so they would do a parade in Magic Kingdom down the little boulevard whatever 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 and we would go to the parks we go to the games and we have a grand old time but back to and it was fun as an adult i had so much fun okay yeah and i want to circle back to that i don't mean like if you go now you're not gonna have fun but i'm saying if you don't experience disney as a kid it's extremely different like it is right. different going there as a kid because you just like it seemed like such a big in place and you just like oh my god I think y'all are forgetting something about me. Um, a couple years ago, and I do mean a couple, when I went to, um, up, where in the world did I go? Tennessee, and I saw Mickey Mouse. I lost my mind, like completely lost it. I knew this was a person in a costume. I did not care. Completely ran forward. I have pictures of me on the internet. Happy it's all get out with Mickey Mouse. Y'all, I feel like that whole wonder of Disney will still hit me pretty hard. Cause I'm a kid at heart. I never listen. Grew up. My daddy. So we're. I'm. I'm bringing it circling back around because I went to Disney World um, for the very first time my seventh birthday. It was my birthday that year was on Thanksgiving, and my parents had tricked me, and I thought that they was going on vacation without me. And then we take me and my nana take my parents to the airport, and they're like, "Surprise! We're going to Disney World!" And I couldn't Aww. stop crying. The man wouldn't even let me on a plane until I stopped crying, because I was just so happy. Like, <laughs> but <laughs> my dad, every day, you know, at the park they have the little final parade, and mm -hmm. then the fireworks and stuff go off. So we're sitting there watching the parade. Tigger comes prancing on down the street. My dad goes, "My dad!" Run smack dab for Tigger. And me and my mom was looking at him like, what the hell? My auntie had one with us too. And we just looking like, are, are you okay? <laughs> so, to your point, Brittany, that magic of Disney, it never dies for some people. Yeah. And I'm like I said, I'm not saying like you're not going to have a fun time. I'm just saying it's, 
it's different because I've been to I'm gonna just tie this in with how I first came across this movie I don't know if I was six no 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 because the ride was out the first time I went so I had to be seven as well shit maybe we passed oh no I went in the summertime you went on your birthday but I went I was about to say maybe we passed each other and didn't know (laughs) it but um this was when um interlocks was a thing in the black girl community so if you didn't have the crochet interlocks as a kid um I don't know what she was doing but yeah so I had a head full of those and I knew we were going so it was me two of my sisters my mom and my dad we had like this condo or whatever and of course we're going to all the resorts and stuff same we had stayed in like this timeshare type thing yeah it was like i had my own little room situation my two older sisters had a room to themselves and then my parents had a room and i just thought i was like a princess because i had my own room and didn't have to share which i was but (laughs) but um i'd seen the movie so Cause this movie came out ninety seven. It was October twenty sixth, nineteen ninety seven. Hmm. I know I was really tiny because my mom specifically bought me this pair of like, spi- it wasn't Spice Girls, but I'm saying it was giving Spice Girls some Skechers that was like the platform was like thick because I was short. They was like this for real like this thick (laughs) because I was short and I would ride rides but she knew I wouldn't meet the height requirements so she bought me these shoes so I wouldn't have to deal with that and I remember getting on the Tower of Terror and I had the best time of my life we sat right in the front (laughs) so did we no, did we sit oh, in the front? So I think we sat in the middle. And the reason why I also say, Brittany, that it's not going to be the same, because they have changed their seat configurations since then. Mm-hmm. So back as a child, they didn't have individual seats. It was one long row. Buckled in. So now they got these individual seats with buckles and you individually buckled in. So you can't fly out. Nah. Mm-hmm. Well, we they went, almost flew out. Was, <laughs> There was this one long row, and all it was a bar, a bar that, that came down and sat on your lap. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, there's some rides where the bar comes down and sits on your lap? Mm-hmm. Well, we're kids. We small as hell. No seatbelts. Right, and we not as thick as adults. So as we dropped, I flew up and hit the top of the cage. And they had to hold me down the rest of the, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. ride. And that is a core memory that I have never forgotten because... I mean, no, that's one for me, too, because I remember even when we watched this movie, bits of this movie are in the ride. So you just Mm -hmm. like, damn, no. When I was watching, I was like, wait, no, I remember this. And I remember being sandwiched in between my parents. My dad had his arm around me, but obviously I'm little. So he's basically touching my mom. And I just remember being snuggled up on my dad, but I'm screaming my little head off. But I mean, that has nothing to do when I first watched this. But I know I've seen the movie beforehand. Yeah, this was before. back when like it was the wonderful world of Disney. We didn't mm-hmm. have DCOMs yet. And um, the bumper for the movies, I remember, and I'm going to post it. The bumper for the movie was a ride itself. So like when the wonderful world of Disney movies used to come on, it was like on the TV screen, the bar would come down. You would hear like the little, I don't know what it's called, like before rides take off and it does that. 
and then it was just core memory yeah it would just go through the thing and you would see all the little disney characters and then it would stop at like this vault and the doors would open up the cart would go in and then the movie would start like mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'd be circled around that tv i remember when uh cinderella had came on tv the first time yes yes that was part of that too i was like oh mm-hmm. my gosh and then we got disney become and that's when we got the kids jumping around everywhere in the Wand. Yeah, we'd be circled <laughs> around the TV on Sunday nights or was it Saturday nights? Either one. Either one, because I feel like after I feel like it was one night, but then I feel like a little later they started doing it. Like if you stayed up super late, you was gonna catch one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God, I remember that. That's crazy. I can't tell you how the first time I watched this movie. I was young, and I do remember the roller coaster. That's the funny thing. Like I, I visually see that blue roller coaster that came and you were like, oh, riding on it. That's all. And I also remember that I wasn't terrified by this movie. That's probably when I should have known I had a problem. I didn't. This movie wasn't really scary, though. Mm Mm-mm. It's like one part that throws me off every time. Only, like... The ending should have been. They was trapped on the elevator. They was gonna die. They were. I mean, I guess for me, because I don't, like I said, like, I don't know. It was Disney, so I think I knew at that point. I had seen Halloween and a few horror movies, so this was not going to affect me in any type of way at this point. And that's how you know that we have a problem. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure that there were some kids out there that were probably terrified and didn't, like, get it. But for us, we were like, oh, nothing's going to happen. It's fine. I mean, Jumanji scares the shit out of me. And if any of you ever picked that movie, I'm not participating. I have told our producers, our producers have okayed it. I'm not participating. I will say the intro to the show and I will say the outro and I will sit here with headphones on while you two talk about the movie if you ever decide to cover that movie. It's wholesome. It really is. To you. I'm gonna pull a left eye, put duct tape over my mouth. I might come in with shades. I still participated in March of the Clowns. You were silent 90% of the time. I said I will do the intro and I will do the park announcements and sign off. <laughs> After anything in between, the queue line, yes, I'll do that. The ride, I'm going to sit out and hold everybody's animals in bags and stuff. <laughs> this movie was written and directed by DJ McHale. Why do I know that name? Because he did Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's why I'm like, why do I know that name? <laughs> why do you think why do you think the movie was not really scary, but also gave you the little bit of scary that you needed? And then with the way that it was shot and written. Mm. It's all DJ McHale. And they purposely got him to do it because they wanted a TV movie. And who specializes in TV things? DJ McGill. The movie was produced by Ian Patterson and it stars Steve Guttenberg as Buzzy Crocker. I just love him. But he will for always he will forever be Roger Calibay. And that's all I could see the whole entire time I was watching this movie. Who? It takes two. Who? Oh my god, y'all did not see that Mary Kate and Ashley movie? When they were twins and they were switched? 
I mean, yeah, I seen it, but was I paying attention to everyone else but Mary Kay Nashley? And then when you said it takes two, Mary Kay Nashley did not pop up in my head first. I as watching it as adult, because I watch it takes two a lot as an adult. I'd be looking at Steve Guttenberg. Yeah, that's what I was like. If I last time I seen any Mary Kay Nashley, I was definitely tiny. And I was here for Mary Kay Nashley and not paying attention to anybody else. <laughs> like who who are these other people? Oh, okay. Same, AJ, because um, that wasn't clicking. He was like, yeah, I was like, huh? <laughs> and, the, and the look you gave me, and normally we, we'd be about on brand with some stuff. This time I, w- I was sitting right next to AJ just staring. He was the rich man who ran the camp. I'm still blinking. Well, only yeah. the camp. I'm like, all I see are twin girls. <laughs> he was the one who was in the, he got all the macaroni and cheese on him. He was in the water and was getting kissed up by the foster mom in the water. I mean, yeah, you can keep explaining, but we trade in places. Like when I explain no, stuff to you, yeah, I mean, this is how yeah. I'll be feeling. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing, because I literally have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, sometimes y'all All I see is um, Wanda's older sisters. That's it, at this point. You're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> Next Love up, you, we have Kirsten Dunst. I forgot she was in this movie until the credits rolled, and I said, Kirsten? What? <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, at this point in recording, I have not created the park guide and done all of that yet. Otherwise, I would have known this already. But I was just like, now, hold up. I forgot she was up in this movie. <laughs> I forgot this stage of her. All I yeah, knew like, I bring it on is the first thing that ever is going to pop up in my head. Oh, no. Oh, interview with the vampire is the first thing that pops up in my head. So I think of baby vampire, homicidal maniac, to adult. I don't think of anything in between. I think of um, Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, I love that movie. I love that one. She did voice Kiki. Mm-hmm. And there was a line that she said in this movie, and I was like, if that ain't Kiki. I think she, um, before I lie, I low-key think she did um, one of the Barbie's voices in Small Soldiers, too. She did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I love her and Christina Ricci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, who else did it? Yeah. And then also, before interviewing the vampire, she was in Jumanji, and that movie came out two years before this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have Alistair Duncan as Gilbert London, Melora Hardin as Claire Poulet, and her face was also very familiar to me. And I was like, where have I seen her? Hannah Montana, the Diagon movie. Forgot what she was in Hannah Montana, the movie, but she was pivotal. Hold up, just very random. I just found out that um nancy from stranger things is one of the twins in hannah montana and i kept looking like is that nancy and it definitely is her i still don't know how one wig stopped the whole world from knowing that that was her for whatever okay ask for mayo the same question it's tv magic (laughs) we have john franklin as dewey todd for some reason, I love that <laughs> his name was Dewey, but I'm like, clearly these had to be, Scream had just came out. So 
I'm just like, eh, am I reaching? Probably. I don't know. But that was the first thing I thought of. I have not seen this movie, but he plays Isaac in Children of the Corn. What? Wait, who? Dewey is Isaac. No, what's the, the what's the person's name? John Franklin. What? Really? Oh my gosh, that is him. He also played Cousin It in Adam's Family and Adam's Family Volume Use. No, and I don't know if it's just because what we watched it on, it looked crappy anyway, so it wasn't like I can really see too much of anything anyway. But, like, no, I didn't even, like, see him at all. And especially, like, the outfit he has on with the glasses and all of that. Like, I was barely paying attention to his face anyway. Oh, my God. He wants you, too, Malachi. And he played the voice of Walkabout Chucky in Child's Play. Next up, we have Wendy Worthington as Emmeline Pat Partridge. Now, this lady, she always playing a lunch lady or a nurse in every daggone TV show. I feel like I had recognized her face, but you couldn't, like, ask me to tell you where she's from. But, like, it seemed like she would be typecast like that. Because there's, there, looking at her resume, there isn't a show or movie that she's in multiple times. It's always like one-off episodes and like right. a lot of popular TV shows, like TV shows like Even Stevens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The only show where she had a significant role was So Little Time, another Mary Kate and Ashley TV show, right? Where she was the girls' teacher. We have Amzie Strickland as Abigail Gregory, Lindsay Ridgeway as Sally Shine. Like, oh, look at little Morgan Matthews. And she was also Darla Dimple's singing voice in Cats Don't Dance. Really? I I remember her from Boy Meets World. But Cats Don't Dance, I think I had, like, a disdain for it because I was like, this is like a discount aristocrat and I'm good. Why was I like this as a child? (laughs) I was just like, what is this? (laughs) Terrible. We have Nia Peoples as Jill Perry. I've never seen Fame before, but she was on Fame. She was also Emily's mom on Pretty Little Liars. That's what I know her from. I was like, I know her from Pretty Little Liars, and that's it. (laughs) And then we have Michael McShane as Q. And the wonderful music was by Louis Fabre. So as I was mentioning earlier, Disney used this movie to test the waters of turning all of their parks attractions into movies. So we had Mission to Mars, which failed. The Country Bears, which failed. That movie still scares me to this day. (laughs) Those bears were creepy looking. Like, oh my gosh, I was watching some YouTube video about how they, the thought process behind making this movie from a ride. And when them country bears popped up on the TV, I was like, oh my God. You the same. It wrecked you, didn't it? <laughs> I forgot about that. Poor thing, poor thing. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl was also based off of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And then the Haunted Mansion was based off of the 
ride in the park. Now I've been on both of those last two rides. Worth it. Totally worth it. <laughs> now, I don't, I have been on the Haunted Mansion ride. I remember that as a child. Because then when we went again and took my brothers um, to Disney when they were kids, we went on it. But I honestly don't remember the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. That one was more or less like you were on the boat and it like rode around, but it was like a, it wasn't like a big area, but it rode around. Now, all of Disney's movie, attraction to movie efforts failed, except for Pirates of the Caribbean, as we right. all know and love. Because Johnny Depp, that was movie magic right there. I think the cool thing about this movie was that most of it was shot on the grounds of the ride and the ride itself. Yeah. And I was watching a YouTube video and the guy, this guy was like, I don't see how that's possible. Did you not see those camera angles? Yeah. They had to make the most of a small space. Very. And they, they did. And then in 97, it wasn't like we have the equipment and technology that we have now. So I'm pretty sure it was probably a little bit easier for them to do so. And it's not like it was like a max of six people in the movie. <laughs> that's true. Like, this could have been a that student film and it still would have been fine. Because they hit the mark. They wanted DJ McHale to make this a, a TV movie and hit all the marks. And it did. It did just that. Um, I couldn't find much about this movie because what's the issue? Disney just like buried this movie to obscurity. Yeah, which is so crazy. It's like I understand that it failed, but like... Ain't the ride still operating? <laughs> the ride still operating. Like, y'all acting like, I can see, like, if the ride didn't exist anymore, if something crazy happened on the ride. Which, <gasps> I mean, it's gotten stuck before, but. This, crazy enough, this past week, in which we're recording, they knocked down the iconic Tower of Terror sign as, like, you're driving into Disney, and they got the little sign that goes, fruit, 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 but they tore it down this week. Oh my gosh, what mm -hmm. is happening? Why would they take away the sign before I could see it? I don't know, but um, the, them Disney adult fans was in an uproar all on the I internet. understand because I like that sign. Like it literally like teetered, like, mm -hmm. like broke and flickered at night. The one, so you know, the one in Disney World was the original Hotel Hollywood Tower, Terror Hotel, oh. whatever, right? They had one in Disneyland, but that has since been changed to the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Don't really know about that. I have never been to any of the Disneyland um, okay. attractions in Hollywood, so I don't yeah. know what that's like. We just do but, Florida um, over here, which is crazy yeah, we, that we say that, because Florida yeah. is wild. But yeah, <laughs> it's even just when I went, even when I went to LA, I had no no interest in going i still haven't been to disneyland here i plan on going but i just haven't been over there yet. okay it's just now, like trying to figure out like there is one there's there's a tokyo version of the ride and then there's a paris version of the ride the tokyo one looks better on the outside it's like more aesthetically pleasing apparently and that does not surprise me because the nintendo world over here the I go to museum the Sailor Moon store, the Hello Kitty thing that was here like a few years ago, all of that looked wild. Like I'm pretty sure had I been in an elevated state, I probably would have thought I was part of that world. Oh my gosh, I wanna go to Nintendo World. Apparently we're supposed to be getting Nintendo World here. 
it better look just as good. And the Tennessee, from where I am, is three hours from me. That's a lot. I just, I don't know. Sometimes in America, I just know we cut corners and we do mm-hmm. this, this, that, and the other. So I'll be like, we gonna see. <laughs> Did you say sometimes? I cannot believe. I mean, I ain't want to say all the time. I feel like we come through with some things, but other Name one. I'm not about to sit here and think about what we be doing. This country is a disgrace. Exactly. We, it's not sometimes. It's all the time. We be cutting every corner we can to save a dollar. Well, Brittany, we're going to have to take a field trip and take you to Disney World and um, Universal Studios at the same time. Um, See, I've been to Universal Studios. I was there before they built the world of Harry Potter. Same. I want to go to Epcot. I've never been to Epcot. The only reason why we never went to Epcot was because everyone told us, especially when we went when we were children, that Epcot wasn't really for kids. There are rides there, but they're not like rides. They're more like the ones you just sit in the cart and it just... Yeah, and I've never been to Animal Kingdom either. <gasps> what? I've only... Oh. Yeah, I've only been to Magic Kingdom and then... MGM Studios when it was called MGM Studios mm-hmm. and then of course now that it's called Hollywood Studios I've been to that one too but no. yeah there's, I still have two parks to cross off I've been to all the parks and now you Disney fans that are listening y'all better sit y'all butts down because I know how y'all like to tussle and y'all do extremely close my favorite thing there was Nick Studios and this was back when it was Nickelodeon Studios and it was all crazy types of colors I was on Slime Time Live that was the best thing of my life. That big building was in the, you know, the mm-hmm. campus. Mm-hmm. And they were still filming there. And they were doing Slime Time Live every day at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be on it so bad, but my mom was so against it because she did not want me to get slimed. Like we did other things that were around. I mean, they cleaned you off after. <laughs> no, they said like, she, you didn't go in with your clothes. She did not, mm-mm, she wasn't here for it because they did something, because it was in the park, I think, too. But we did other things, but she was just not. That was the top number one moment of my Disney trip that year. This was like, I think the second time we went that I was on Slime Time Live. My dad had to wear this dress and it was like, I can't tell you like what type of dress. I don't want to say salsa because it's not that type of dress, but it was like this long dress and he had to hold up the bottom and it was him and like a group of other dads and they like did the can-can. I was so embarrassed, but it was still so fun. But <laughs> and then I'll never forget because Wild Thornberries was out and my team, we won, but um, you had to like, take the cheese puffs that Darwin liked and you had to throw them across the room to your other team but you had to like search through them in a pool of like slime and stuff so yeah we was already getting dirty but we did get slimed at the end so that was really fun I'll never forget that that was so fun man I'm still sad that I didn't get a chance to experience because the slime not the same no more I seen one of the recent KCAs that mess is watery Bring back the regular slime. Bring back the thick stuff, please. Thank you. Stop changing the formula. Well, I mean, I guess you can come hop in this queue line because we're about here now. Step in line. Your number is near. Follow the signs. Your time is here. I gotta play a little game to decide which Disney World hotel we will stay at based on our favorite Disney characters. 
And whatever you get, Brittany, that's where we're staying. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, while well, you're making promises, you better hope it's still there. Because, you know, they changed a lot of these. Well, I don't know that's what the results are. But you better hope it's still there while you make your promises. <laughs> that is very true. This first question <laughs> already got me stressed. Who is your favorite Disney princess? Jasmine, Belle, Aurora, Snow White, Cinderella, or Tiana? See, here's my plight. Because before we had Tiana, we only had Jasmine. That was the only person that was close to looking anything like us. <laughs> um, and then we got Tiana, and I was like, well, I mean, here we are. But I feel like you tearing me, you're tearing me apart. Cause I also like Aurora. You like the the one who was sleeping permanent? Do you not like to sleep? I don't want to be saved by, I don't want to be saved by a man. Um, that's fine. Everyone was saved by men. It's the whole thing of the, all these, the only person who wasn't really saved by a man. It's Tiana. Basically. And Rapunzel. Yeah, which Rapunzel? Because Tangled, she saved herself, but the real Rapunzel? Oh, no, I was here talking about princesses, the the Disney princesses, um, and Moana. But, uh, see, now, if they had to put Moana on here, I really would have just been torn up, because that's my girl. I love Moana. (sighs) And you you know what? But I can't talk, because I got a thing for Belle, and she got Stockholm syndrome. Okay, yeah, so I did. At least Aurora was just sweet the whole time. I, I at least admitted my faults, but he did give her a whole library. No, I'm picking Jasmine because I'm feeling that side today. I'm sorry, I'm picking Belle. We're going with you, Stockholm Syndrome. I'm going with Cinderella because Cinderella really was my favorite. All right, your favorite prince. We have Eric, Prince Charming, Philip. Naveen, Aladdin, or Lishan? Lishan. Again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> Don't ask me no Because at first when I looked, I was like, oh, Aladdin, hands down. And then I looked to the right, I said, oh! Ashley is over there having connections. Okay? No, because look, y'all don't be acting like y'all don't be in love with these cartoons. Because if you say you don't, you're lying. You are lying. Nobody shouldn't have animated him to look like that. Because even, um, his name Hine, the villain in Mulan. He could get it too. Like, I'm just, I'm gonna be quiet now. Ask him if he wants to stay for dinner. He could stay forever. Yeah, I'm picking Lee Shane. Um, because I could actually quote that because when he was there. I know and he how didn't to hold care. my chopsticks properly now. I just actually just ate some rice. I'm gonna eat some more. So, and I know how to cook it to perfection. So, I mean, I got you. I think that I'm gonna have to go. I really didn't like any of the princes. Like, is something wrong with me? Because I didn't care less about them. Um, but I guess I'll go with Naveen. I mean, he, he's not bad looking. I mean, you know. When I say I can care about none of them, man, one of them. Oh, no, All I right. can understand why. Majority <laughs> of them look the same, except for Naveen, Aladdin, Lee Shane, and this is it. <laughs> All right. Favorite sidekick: Flounder, Pascal, Bruni, Sebastian, Remy, Mushu. I'm picking Mushu because I need somebody to talk mess with. <laughs> like we could go tit for tat all day. 
Okay. Dishonor. Dishonor on your whole family. Dishonor on your cow. I'm sorry. I gotta, gotta go with Mushu. I'm not sure. Let's see. I feel like you would be a Sebastian girl. I just feel like you need somebody like just as level as you. <laughs> See, I really did enjoy Sebastian. I, I feel like Sebastian. And then like Sebastian would know all Founder the flowers and making spots. If you think Founder, about it, you y'all really good. Cute. Mm-hmm. I could see flounder for you too, but I just figure you might want somebody, you know, on the trip. Sebastian would chill. Flounder would too, though. But Sebastian would be upset with me for eating his cousins. Oh, oh Jesus. Well, you had to make it dark. <laughs> A flounder wouldn't be upset too. <laughs> he probably would because I do like flounder, but I would spare him and his cousins and I would eat catfish. That's still. That's still That's eating like the family members, right? Okay. You eating the cousins too? Okay. But I'm more so. I don't know. I like crab legs and um and shrimp. So you know, Sebastian wouldn't be happy with me. Mm-mm. No, would not appreciate it. He wouldn't be happy. No, no. I guess I'll go with Flounder. Aww. Sorry. Cheeks. All right. Favorite villain? Maleficent, Ursula, Captain Hook, Mother Gothel, evil stepmother, Hades. If we're talking about the live action Maleficent versus the cartoon version, then I'm going up for the live action Maleficent. I mean, I feel like they won in the same. I just feel like Angelina Jolie did a amazing job bringing mm-hmm. that character to life because i mean even in the cartoon sis literally came after this girl because she didn't get invited to the party and there's nothing wrong with that because you know what you don't oh you don't God. not send an invite to royalty i'm just saying if you're gonna give an open invitation to the entire realm and you're gonna ignore maleficent you deserve whatever happens it's like all your fault my mama said, if you ain't invited, don't show up. And it's just as simple as that. Like, that was petty I like on her version. part. But it was an open invitation. Hers got lost in the mail. But yeah, I need help choosing because both of these were just top tier. And I mean, they, they really didn't mind going after babies. So it's either going to be Maleficent or Hades. I don't know which one seems to me more. Well, I'm going with Maleficent. Sassy self. I'm picking Hades because I'm just sassy like that. I'm just gonna go with Hades. The blue all right, all right, all right. really fits. All right. Your favorite Pixar character Wally, Woody, Buzz, Luca, Merida, or Lightning McQueen? Wally. Okay, look, we are never going to choose <laughs> between Woody and Buzz because what? <laughs> I feel like that's just not fair. Why do we have, first of all, this is what started the BS in the first place. <laughs> okay, why are you making me choose between these two? This is bogus. Because let me tell you something. Woody a little hater, but Buzz is also delusional. <laughs> I'm going to go with Lightning McQueen. I'm going to go with Woody. I'm going with Woody. Wow, this is very on brand. <laughs> I got Swan and Dolphin. You like to go on adventures. You love nature. You're sweet, but sassy. And yeah, 
Okay, I've got... What is this place? The Grand Floridian? What is this? I got that too. <laughs> it's, um, it's close to Magic Kingdom, and they're connected now with the walking path, so you can pretty much walk to Magic Kingdom from the hotel. It looks nice. I like the roof because it looks like a castle. I want to go take pictures of the top. So for the description, it says you are the leader of the pack. You have expensive taste and always want to look your best. The expensive exactly. taste part. Sounds right for me. Sounds, sounds about on brand, honestly. <laughs> um, I, no lies detected. Survivors, so let us know what your results were on our Twitter or down in the DMs. Well, it is our time to take our trip up to the 12th floor. Let's get into 1997's Disney's Tower of Terror. The Hollywood Tower Hotel was the height of glamour and luxury until that fateful night when five people checked in, never to be seen again. Welcome to the Hollywood Tower Hotel, where the elevator... I'll take you to 13. ...shoots you straight up. And when the doors open, you're in for the elevator ride of your life. Hollywood Tower Hotel. A 13-story plummet faster than gravity itself. Straight down through the historically haunted Hollywood Tower Hotel. You can't miss it. Drop in if you dare. So all I could find was trailers for the ride. And in the two-minute trailer I did watch, I couldn't tell if it was a fan remake or not, but it was the only one that had scenes from only the movie. It is fan made. <clears throat> Dang, I'm trying to think. Like, obviously, I don't recall. I remember obviously seeing the movie be advertised, but that is really crazy. They really just like said, no, I, they buried this movie. movie to obscurity. Yeah, no, no. They said no. They said, "What is this? We don't remember." Well, well, I mean. Not much we could do about that. Right? All right. It's Halloween 1939. The movie starts off with a scene of candles, a spell book, and someone whispering. And then a party invitation at the tip top club on the top floor of the Hollywood Hotel is being burned. And now we have our title screen. I'm not going to lie. The title screen is kind of scary for a Disney movie. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. giving me what was it giving me? It was giving me something. It was a little bit scary. It's storming, but that's not stopping the party that's going on in the hotel. Through the hustle and bustle of the lobby, we see a lovely couple, a child star and a caretaker, and the bellhop all get into an elevator. Unfortunately, on the way up to the party, the elevator stops working. The pages of the spell book start turning and lightning strikes the elevator and the five people in it. So it's like now that I know DJ McHale did this, I see the vibes now, especially with the opening scene of us sweeping through like the candles, seeing the invitation, the books, pages flapping in the wind. It's like, I can definitely see the vibes now, but also 
not y'all trying to um butter me up with sing sing playing through this opening scene but this tragedy happening like this because excuse me that listen that clarinet lead was giving me life okay i was like you better you better play that clarinet man. so i just play. i'm just curious i'm curious when you hear sing sing what do you associate that song with is it anything you commercial with? yes the chips ahoy commercial them was running the streets <laughs> Oh my gosh. They made me want Chips Ahoy cookies, like just off those commercials. And this I never liked it. Chips Ahoy because they were always so tackling hard. And I was not a fan. I'm still not a fan of hard cookies. I like a soft You cookie. don't like the chewy ones? And they they had like a weird taste to me. They have so many they have so many versions now. But no, I love me a Chips Ahoy. Fast forward to 1999, because, you know, 60 years later, that's 1999. And we have Buzzy Crocker taking pics of a fake alien autopsy with his niece, Anna, playing the alien. Buzzy is a reporter for all of the satire tabloids, so the Global Inquirer, the National Inquisitor. He used to work for the Los Angeles Banner and pops up on his ex-girlfriend, Jill, who was an editor there, to pitch her a story on recycling, but she ain't going for it. He even tries to ask her out, but she turns them down so this was the part that unsettled me <laughs> the alien autopsy because i forgot about it completely and i was like wait whoa 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 i know we're not seeing these dead bodies on this disney movie <laughs> when she popped up that's why i was like oh okay wait okay it's coming back now it's coming back i said whoa <laughs> i was like what is happening here what am i watching because even i forgot about well, actually, this was the first time I've watched the movie in years. Of course, I forgot about it. I was like, this has nothing to do with the hotel. Why are we here? Now, when she said your wicked great thanks to getting that necklace, she gave me Kiki's delivery service. Oh, I didn't even Be- think about that. Now it's like I want to re-listen to the line just so I can like see if I can hear it. Cause I, 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 the second watch, I wasn't looking cause I had already written out what I was going to say. And yeah. I was looking somewhere else and I heard you're wicked. Great. Thanks. And I'm like, Oh, Kiki. First of um, all, also him popping up at the ex-girlfriend's job. Don't do that. Right. Well, I just couldn't call. But because if he called, he knew that she wasn't going to answer. No, you can't just be popping up dog. You got the receptionist. They got you on the list now. Do not let this man in. <laughs> <laughs> Upon arrival at home, Buzzy is met by an unexpected visitor, Abigail Gregory, who lied and said that she was his mother in order to get in his apartment. She's a huge fan of all of his bogus tabloid stories and wants him to write a story about what really happened in exchange for him getting the book of souls from the basement of the hotel. In the process of making her demands, Abigail reveals that she lived at the hotel and on her birthday, which is Halloween, the nanny of Sally Shine did some black magic in the basement of the hotel to make everyone on the elevator disappear. Okay, look, now I'm just going to say this now. Sis, for this to be your birthday, why were you down there in the lobby? And I understand when we find out what we find out, yes, but even still, like, where was everybody else at? Like, why were you not with the nanny too? Like, that bothered me. Like, I was just like, so she you really should have been with her parents. She should have been with somebody. Like, she was just behind the rose bushes. <laughs> well, not the rose bushes, but the rose arrangements on the table. Like, 
I feel like you would have either been with the nanny as well, or like you said, with your parents. I was just like, sis, but also I'm jealous because your birthday is Halloween, but also I'm not. Right. I am really jealous that her birthday is Halloween. And also, right? I, that never clicked to me, really and truly. It was never like, why aren't you with them? I was like, oh, okay. Even when I watched it this time, I wasn't like, this is odd that they're all together and you're just like, well, I'll catch up later. I'm just going to be back here peeking. No, like at first, before you find out like their connection, I'm like, oh, okay, of course, just some random little girl in the hotel. Then when you find out their connection, I'm like, no, 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 no. Because why would you just be roaming the halls like this? Also, also, the audacity of Buzzy to question Abigail's credibility when you be writing all the fake stories, I said, excuse me, sir, you don't need to be questioning nobody, even though you should, you should, because that's what you do in journalism. But, and then the old man that was like, I think I just let a ghost in your house. <laughs> <laughs> now on second watch, I realized that her right eye slightly twitched when he first mentioned that Sally Shine was a legendary child star and that he knew the story. She was like, <laughs> I love little touches like that. But honestly, she had got me too. Cause when she was like, no one believes me. I felt, I felt for her. Yeah, I, I like, did oh, too. Girl, lady. Like rewatching this. Cause I le- legit forgot everything. Same. It's like, I knew some things, but then like, it was almost like rewatching this for the first time. And I was like, oh my gosh, this poor lady. Right. At the Hollywood Tower Hotel, we're introduced to Q, the groundskeeper and current owner of the hotel. He's the grandson of the bellhop Dewey Todd. His great-grandfather built the place and no one can touch the place until the mystery is solved. Then and only then will he inherit everything and can reopen the hotel. But he refuses to go inside because it's haunted. Buzzy heads inside and down to the basement and finds the Book of Souls. On his way out, he realizes that the flower he picked and put in the vase on the front desk is no longer there and almost gets his hand impaled by a fountain pen. Listen, no. <laughs> that pen came out of nowhere and it came down with certainty. It was like, boop, and it just stood there. Baby, you would have had a whole little hole in your hand. It came down mm-hmm. like the knife in Paranormal Activity 4 that was just at the top of the ceiling for days and just decided to come down. Also, I do like that they gave him call me Q like quartermaster because he always has stuff. I appreciate that little tidbit. Y'all don't like quartermasters? The reference is lost upon me. I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was a quartermaster. That was my MOS when I was in the military. I was in supply. To go with the Book of Souls, Buzzy wants Anna to dress up as Sally Shine to add proof to his quote-unquote real story. At the hotel, they're getting ready for their stage photo shoot when Claire Poulet arrives on the scene as the actress that's supposed to play Miss Partridge. She's not what's needed, but Buzzy is so smitten he lets her play the role. Music all of a sudden begins to play, interrupting Buzzy and his flirting. Buzzy and Anna go to investigate and see a shadow of Sally tap dancing in the rain and then a headless man on a cart with a meat cleaver. They run up the hotel so fast because they were scared. And But that scaredness turns into excitement because now Buzzy gets his story to put him back on the map. This was the part that I remember for the ride. Hearing the little girl sing, um, it's rain, 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 go away. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And 
like just seeing her come towards the ride but then we like I think I think the ride like shifted and you went down another hall or something like mm-hmm. that something like that but that was the part that I was like oh my gosh I remember this so vividly but first of all her paradiddles were whack sis I'm sorry and I know you a kid and I shouldn't come at you like this but your paradiddles were sloppy and you need to clean those up a little bit sorry when Claire popped up all glowy I knew instantly she was a ghost yeah (laughs) and just buzzy just he does this multiple times through this movie i'm just like dang can you just chill for two seconds like and that is the beauty of steve guttenberg's character he is like this and it takes two as well it's just the okay i'm sorry (laughs) no it's okay okay but i was just like geez like we came here for a reason and you are just sidetracked squirrel (laughs) i do appreciate how they was willing to run away because most people aren't they want to just keep staying but they were like and then it pissed me off because his camera ain't work yeah i was like because at first when i first watched it i thought that he was like so focused on what was happening that he just couldn't get it together i'm like take the picture it wasn't working like he was trying (laughs) and the second time that's when I was like oh he can't take a picture but I'm like y'all stood there too long y'all soon as the body rolled around the corner I would have been gone I wouldn't even seen that it was headless I wouldn't have known none of that I would have been gone already (laughs) at the Los Angeles banner Buzzy pops up yet again to tell Jill about his Hollywood Tower Hotel story and reveals that he has a witness but Jill isn't too thrilled about a ghost story because it's obviously not real and kicks him out of her office and tells him to never come back whole time as soon as she leaves she asks her secretary to run a background check on his so-called witness Abigail Gregory back at Buzzy's house Abigail reveals more details into the curse that was placed on the five in order for the spell to work, you have to have an item that belongs to the intended victim. But Miss Partridge didn't have the items for the other people because they weren't supposed to be in the elevator. So instead of zapping Sally to hell, everyone was just zapped to limbo. Now Abigail wants Buzzy and Anna to go to the hotel and retrieve items that belong to the other three to undo the curse so that she can help those poor souls cross over. I was like... It wasn't at this point, but also I was just like, how you know? <laughs> she was like, that, like I was like planting the seeds. I was just like, I mean, it's a Disney movie. So of course this right. person would like know how to figure this out. So I was like, okay, so we going on a treasure hunt back. And then of course I would believe that it was the nanny that did it of course I would because I was like yeah this looked like a mean like of course but see I'm always less inclined to believe it was a nanny because that was a real I don't know horror movies and you know older women especially the ones with white hair that little neatly coughed white hair that they be having where they have their hair set in rollers a long time it just screams like maybe you did something evil to me like I'm like I'm suspicious of you You I mean but like this nanny, she looked like she didn't take no ish. So yeah, she just looked. It was mean. easy to believe mm-hmm. that she was mean, especially because like in the opening scene when she came into the hotel, she came to the hotel first. She looked mean. Then when they get in the elevator and Sally's looking to her for like reassurance, and she's like scowled down on her. And especially and when like, she's like still waving at the paparazzi, and she pulls her back in the elevator. 
and the, I don't know if this happened yet, but I know it happens right before there's supposed to be a commercial when they're in the hotel and she pops out of the mirror and then goes back in. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, and that happened you. when um he got the book. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> it's scavenger hunt time. But instead of going to help Anna find the other two personal effects, since Q brought a hat that belonged to his grandfather, Buzzy decides to go take pictures of Claire Poulet since she showed up in an old frumpy outfit to look like Miss Partridge. And you know, Buzzy wanted to go for it. While taking her photos, we find out what really happened to, that ruined Buzzy's career. Someone came to him with videotape showing the mayor taking a bribe from the mob. Whole time it was a fake video and the banner dumped him, the blame on him and kicked him out. And he hasn't been hired by a legit paper since. So this story about ghosts in an abandoned hotel would be his ticket back into the game. To hell with moldy old ghosts, I don't even know, out here hurting Claire's feelings. Unfortunately for Anna, she is left to search for the items on her own since Key refuses to go into the hotel. She finds glasses that belong to Gilbert London and a luggage ticket for Carolyn's luggage before Gilbert, the bellhop, and Miss Partridge try to scare her to death with a meat cleaver, noose, and a fiery elevator shaft. But then Sally Shine lets Anna know that they need to fix the elevator so they can get to the party. Once again, as I see it, we don't have time for this. We have time for pictures. No, we don't. <laughs> I was just so frustrated. I really was. And then I'm just like, <sighs> Buzzy, I was over you at this point. So yeah, it doubled down the fact that she was the ghost because as soon as he said, I ain't got time for these old musty ghosts that I don't even know. And she made that face. I was like, oh yeah, you a ghost baby. Mm-hmm. And she hurt that poor baby feelings. When Anna's finding the glasses and the ink starts rattling, me in my head, I was like, get the book, get the book, get the book, because you're not going to be able to see if that ink spills. Mm-hmm. I guess she had the right idea of just getting out, but she still stood there so long. <laughs> Jill heads to the sanitarium and finds out that Abigail has been a patient there since the spring of 1940. She was Sally Shine's sister and Sally Shine's death sent her into a tizzy. Ooh, a tongue twister. Based on this info, Jill goes snooping into Abigail's chest and finds a secret compartment filled with newspaper articles and pictures with Sally's name and face crossed out and a Sally Shine doll with his head hanging off. This was really giving me Helen Sharp vibes. Listen, okay. <laughs> like, she was not happy mm-hmm. at all. This, I do have to give it to him. This sanitarium. And I know it's differences in the different ones, but I, I commend them for not making it look like a cuckoo bird nest or like anything out of the ordinary. It just look like all people's home. Yeah. It was a nicer sanitarium. Yeah. They let you out for, for walks. <laughs> but also, 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 y'all weren't going to check that box that Jill had. Y'all was just going to let her take that up in there. Y'all don't know what's up in that box. And y'all exactly in there. I was like, oh, okay, well, this is how stuff happens. With Buzzy lurking around in the background, Anna finds a locket with a picture of Claire Poulet in it, a.k.a. Carolyn Crossum, and out pops all the ghosts, leaving Buzzy and Anna shooketh. Apparently, the flower in the vase was sensitive enough for Claire, Carolyn, to believe he could help them since they really don't know what happened to them that night. 
They just know they didn't make it into the party. In chimes Anna, letting them know, it was Mrs. Partridge in the basement with a spell book. She also didn't hesitate <laughs> to yell at Miss Partridge and let her know she was the prime suspect. But the five deaf let her know it was not Miss Partridge. Okay, but Miss no Partridge tongue. came through like, who had my name in their mouth though? <laughs> you know what? When she, when she accused them, I really thought that she, I half expected them to just bust out laughing. Just looking at their faces, I thought they were going to bust out laughing. Like, you really thought that she did that? Yeah. But I mean, I did too. <laughs> they were shook it. They were like, this is not the truth. Not at all. She even dropped a little mean lady face. She was like, no, I love this baby. What? I mean, still, they all say that. <laughs> right. The little girl ran open arms into a hug to her. She was like, yeah, I love you too. Okay, they they all do that. And then we find out at the last second we get slipped the okie doke. And it was them the whole time. But um it was Agatha all along. Okay. It really was. You, <laughs> but I'm just like, y'all are so calm. This group of ghosts is just standing around y'all. And y'all just so calm. White people stuff. <laughs> They were not calm. I'm telling you, he was hugging on to her for their life. I mean, I say calm in that <laughs> no one left. Like y'all just sitting on this bed. I was uh, not the bed, the couch. I was just like, um, they're ghosts. We can run right through them. I see right through you. Like I love every time you do that. Every time. <laughs> the five double down that fixing the elevator is the key to reversing the curse. They have to make it to the party. Every year, they hear the party in full swing, but at 8.05, the party ends and they have to wait again until next year. They've tried the steps and they tried the service elevator, but no dice. So Buzzy volunteers Q to fix the elevator. Can you imagine, and I meant to say this a little earlier, but can you imagine being in purgatory like that? Because basically that's where they are. And you Mm -hmm. don't know. And the part that gets me, I guess, is when they say, we don't know what happened. We just didn't make it to the party that is chilling to and then say. they blame and they they well gilbert blamed it on dewey and so dewey spent 60 years thinking that it's his fault and that he couldn't work the elevator correctly yeah that thing. was sad too that was sad because that's bad like that is real sad because you know it's bad enough that his father didn't think that he can do anything mm-hmm. and then now you're potentially the cause of everybody disappearing okay like, your name already dewey <laughs> And this is post screen, so you already know how that go. And he was being called an idiot the whole movie. Okay, poor thing. Back at Buzzy's house, Anna and Buzzy convince Q to fix the main elevator when Jill pops up to break the news about Abigail being Sally Shine's sister and a guest at the sanitarium for years. Jill also offers Buzzy his job back and tells him he needs to have the story on her desk by 8 p.m. So he's like, yeah, F them goats. I'm back, baby. Leaving Anna and Q to save the day on their own. Whole time, Abigail was hiding in the closet listening to everything. Hey, yo, I'm like, sis where did you come from (laughs) where because okay I knew it was Abigail or I started thinking it was Abigail when she did not come in with them because I was like why would you not go in with them and help them look for items that's what I was like it was Abigail all alone (laughs) and especially the little evil 
lady laugh she had. <laughs> well, she was looking up and she had a little hands and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I knew not to trust you. That perfectly coughed hair told me everything I needed to know. No, like she really was just up in that closet, just still as a church mouse. What? Her hair, like you talking about her hair, her hair reminds me of my great-grandmother hair. Like my great-grandmother's mixed. And but she was more so looking like white lady than mixed. And (laughs) I don't know what type of rinse that she had, but even though her hair was white like hers, she had a blue rinse. So it was like white with like this blue tint. That's cute. Mm. It was That's a special cute. rinse. I know yep. exactly what it looks like. It's it's not salt and pepper, but it kind of has a little bit of like dark. It's like a little dark, but it's not like obvious, like black dark, but it's white, but you can see like the blue just like. Yeah. And I'm just like, blue. I used to always be like playing on her hair and I'm like, why is her hair blue slash purple? And they're like, it's this rinse. I'm like, okay. Like I know what that means <laughs> at this <laughs> point. <laughs> I'm like, is that natural? Like, is her hair just naturally like? Is this gonna is my hair going to be like? like? Am I gonna get blue hair? <laughs> Hugh gets the power restored to the hotel and finally goes inside. And I thought it was so cute. Okay, he look, like you can do it. When the sign came on, <laughs> I was like, yes. Because <laughs> I don't know why I was like thinking like I'm gonna go in there and get on the ride, like. <laughs> <laughs> I just I had those type of memories. core memories core yeah because I remember legit my little self with them tall sketchers walking up to the ride excited that we about to get on this giant drop essentially <sighs> I had no clue what it, I, I just remember not really knowing mm-hmm. just like they traumatized me for the rock and roll um the rock and roll ride where it's inside in this loop de loop Mm-hmm. So at that little age, I did not like any rides that went loop-de-loop. And they tried to play me like, oh, the ride doesn't do that. I'm not dumb. I'm seeing that the thing comes over your head, just like all the roller coasters. So there got to be a reason for that. Right. And then they had the nerve to sit me and my auntie in the, we're literally in the front, in the front of the car that goes loop-de-loop. I, my eyes were closed the whole time. No, I was down. That's why I had the Skechers because my parents <laughs> knew I was down to clown mm-hmm. on them rides. Like, mm-hmm. take me anywhere. I was not going to go. It was because my okay. parents and my auntie wanted to ride that ride. And where was I going to go? So they lied yeah. to me to force me on it so that they can ride it. Poor thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Am I going to be that type of parent? <laughs> oh, I'm on. Look, I'm telling you, if my kids are scared of rides, I'm going to be so upset i just like them i just can't do the ones that will be shaking your head up anymore because i get an instant headache i can see that yeah 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 so they're inside q is failing at fixing the elevator okay but he finally gets it together meanwhile abigail starts the spell to turn back the clock and complete the revenge anna hears her down the hall confronts her and finds out that the elevator is supposed to finally crash like how it was supposed to 60 years ago. She races to the elevator to stop the five from going up, but ends up on the elevator instead of Sally Shine. This is when Buzzy finally shows up. He realized he was doing the wrong thing by writing the article instead of helping the ghost cross over like he promised. Listen, listen, where were your morals? Where are your ethics? I know these are ghosts, but where are your ethics? (laughs) 
Y'all know I'd be ready to throw that out there. Don't it don't matter. Out. It don't matter. The ghosts have feelings too. You made a promise. You listen. Spiritual law. You breaking it. <laughs> they got friends on the other side. You might want to check lightly. <laughs> I swear. So you never go to the bathroom again. Fuzzy, Jill, and Q race to the basement to get Abigail to stop the spell, but she refuses. Her jealousy and being overshadowed by Sally was too strong. Sally pops up and Buzzy convinces Sally to tell Abigail how she feels. Whole time, the party at the Tip Top Club was a surprise birthday party for Abigail, and Sally felt bad that she missed it and held onto a bracelet she was going to give her. I hope she doesn't hate me, my sis. Your sister hates you. Girl. She's the reason why you did. Listen. And the guilt that the and the guilt that know. Abigail felt in that moment. <laughs> you know how how bitter you gotta be to hold on to a grudge for that long. She when went she from like, a oh, kid I gotta finish this to an old lady, and she literally was like, "You know what? We gotta start off where we left off." Okay, get this. I spell only book made out. her more famous. I mean, and it's okay. Obviously, she was a kid, but I was like, "What did you think was gonna happen?" <laughs> like, yeah, she didn't know but yeah. right that's why i was like she was a kid but it makes sense because my mama look i'll be pulling the tiffany my mother always said evil people live longer so mm-hmm. which i don't want to believe that because i kind of want to live a little long but i'm not that evil but i'm just you know but also once again once again once again if this was a surprise party for abigail why was no one with her? How was she supposed to know? Or, I mean, obviously she wouldn't know, but like, I think this was poorly planned. Here's my logic. I feel like they were going to get everyone in the party first and then bring Abigail up there because Sa- if it's a surprise party, Sally wasn't even there yet. And you know, it's my sister. I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. So they might've been waiting, especially if all this time, Abigail never knew that the party was for her. Right, right. The plan killed. never came to fruition. Yeah, I guess I guess for me it's just like I wouldn't even want her around the lobby area at all because you know people can't shut up. People be like, oh yeah, we're here for a party. Oh, there's Sally over there. You enjoying your party? What party? Oh, you know there. what? I feel like spite would have blinded her anyway. She wouldn't have noticed. She probably they probably mm-hmm. did say something about it being her party nine times out of ten. She just wasn't listening because she was too busy trying to kill her sister. Then also, girl, like, ain't you like eight, nine? What is you doing with a spell book? <laughs> like, you're not Wednesday. <laughs> she was 10. Well, I mean, still, like, Jesus. <laughs> spell casting does not have an age limit. It doesn't. She, she had her all black on. She knew about them candles. She had the spell book open. She knew to do it with infliction. Listen, because apparently I found out that people who have like certain lineages, they be letting their kids know early about the shenanigans and they be on the playground enacting revenge. So I mean, yeah, but also we we are we're brown. So yes. No, brown people too. Can you imagine? I hear you, but I'm just like, I just don't. With time ticking, Buzzy, Q, Jill, Abigail, and Sally ride the elevator to the 11th floor to save Anna, but the doors won't open. 
Just like in 1939, the main elevator stopped on the 11th floor. They opened the escape hatches on each elevator and Anna jumps across into her uncle's arms and made it inside the service elevator just in time for the elevator to get struck by lightning and plummet to their death. While it's falling, Sally tells Abigail she forgives her and gives her the bracelet that she saved for her, effectively breaking the curse. As they hold hands, they turn into golden sparkles that stopped the elevators from completely crashing, and they all landed in one piece. Listen, because so much happens. The tension, have you ever tried something so many times? And it's like this one time, you just not sure if it's going to work. And it looks like it's going to work because you got a little bit farther than you did last time and then it don't work. Do you know how frustrating that is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can only imagine them getting past the 11th floor and just going a little bit and it gets stuck. I just would have lost it. So when the elevators start dropping, I'm sorry, I know this is a movie and movies movie. I wouldn't have been thinking to give this girl the bracelet. But also, Sally's probably like, you know what? We've been doing this for years at this point. So, I mean, this don't phase me no more. Like, I really don't think that they thought that that would end the curse. I just think that, like, Abigail felt so bad. And she was like, they're about to die. Like, before we die, well, they're already dead. But before we die, die for real for this time. And I go somewhere else and you go to the underworld. Do you forgive me? Right. Oh, that was just so sweet, though. And the gold sparkles just made it all that better. I like glitter. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Back at the main elevator, Jill lets it be known that Sally's love for Abigail is what broke the curse. And Sally invites them to the party because, you know, everyone is all safe and sound now. They can make it up to the, up to the 12th floor. Right. At the party, Claire finally gets to make her singing debut. Sally is reunited with her parents and turn in, they all turn into an orb. Miss Partridge's job is done, so now she turns into an orb. Dewey is reunited with his father, and they both turn into orbs. Gilbert asks Claire to marry him, and they both turn into orbs after she says yes. Now the party disappears, and it's back to a deserted cobweb, deserted cobweb-filled club. And of course, now that Jill has witnessed everything firsthand, she's ready to kiss and make up with Buzzy. Abigail, who is now a child again, appears with Sally and thanks her for the present. The sisters then hold hands and vanish into golden sparkles. And now that the 60-year mystery is solved, the Hollywood Tower Hotel is restored and reopened to the public with Q taking charge as the new owner with them daggone sandals with no socks. <laughs> First of all, what me was Abigail coming around the corner as a child now? Did I miss the party? I'm like, girl, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody done orbed away. Okay, what is she doing? Well, you know, she had to have some punishment. I'm just being honest. You did put people in limbo for a good while. I think it's only fair you miss your own party. Right. Like, this is like, like, girl, like, yes, I'm happy y'all reconciled, but no, you did not deserve a party. You still did this. (laughs) But this is Disney. So of course, I'm just like no. Like when they, first of all, you got to live out your life, and then become a child again, and just what? <laughs> well, I mean, she didn't live that much of a life. She was in a crazy house the whole time. Well, I mean, yeah, but she got to age <laughs> terribly, and yes, just like you said, like with all that on her mental and stuff. But still, 
when they turned into orbs it made me cry i don't know if i even like i probably was like oh okay it's over now <laughs> yeah you know when i guess at that point we didn't have orbs. a real like deep conception of what death was and what like all that comes with so i think we was just like oh okay <laughs> but now yeah. it's like oh now you know it's funny to me you know what that means cha-ching it took him a second it was the fact that it took him a second to like oh dude i got a whole hotel now because <laughs> that would have been my motive for the jump i would have been like no nah, come on let's fix this elevator let's figure this out i don't know like call the girl from call marty from hell night ain't she a mechanic maybe she knows some of these parts oh and if i haven't mentioned this was the end of the movie Last those Klein told Abby happy birthday. That was nice. They been told her happy birthday. Okay. Uh, Anna told her happy birthday before they went inside the gate to go on the treasure hunt. Not treasure hunt, but scavenger hunt. They showed, that's when I knew it was her. I was like, it's you. Well, I forgot. I'm glad they ended it with somebody telling happy birthday since she's gone off to eternity. Not being punished for her actions. Well, I mean, I guess she did spend time in a nice looking sanatorium. On the plus side, bomb Halloween when you think about it. That's a bomb way to spend your Halloween in a haunted hotel and you solve the mystery and you saw some real ghosts. Oh, What's I mean? thought she was going to say get trapped in purgatory. Oh, I was talking about mm-hmm. for the humans, not the Okay, ghosts. just checking. I was like, you know, when you think about it, I guess so. It's a good Halloween. Ratings. Because this movie has been lost in obscurity i only could find two ratings well actually one rating it has a 6.1 out of 10 on imdb and then 94 percent of google users like this movie and that's it and that's all that is so crazy to me it's a nice wholesome disney movie that i enjoy watching but i can't relate to because i ain't seen i ain't seen the ride but I don't get the nostalgia. I'd be like, oh, it's just a movie about a haunted house, haunted hotel. So um, for me, I'm going to have to give it um, 80 tickets. Yeah. Okay. That's okay, okay. Like, that's okay. I didn't feel bad rewatching it. Yeah. Nostalgia. But y'all know me. I could care less about that. <laughs> just not do anything <laughs> for me. I'm going to be very honest. The first time I watched it, I was falling asleep like a mug. I said, oh, this is what John Navy doing. <laughs> the second time I watched it and I could grasp everything that was going on, I was like, oh, wow. I was watching this in 97. I know all of this stuff was going right over my head. And it was a fun little watch. It was a fun little uh, visit blast to the past. Um, but still, like I said, you know, it's Disney, so it wasn't like we get everything, but it's decent for a kid's little spooky movie. So me personally, I'm just going to give it a 65. I gave this movie 85 tickets. It was very nostalgic for me. I'm like, oh, my childhood. But honestly, this movie was pretty much an advertisement, an hour and 30 minute advertisement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
That's why I was like, the movie's fine, but it was just like, you know. Especially once you get inside the hotel bits mm. of the movie, it's like straight up advertisement because the lobby, you know, the only thing that I do wish wasn't roped off at the actual um, ride was like the outside aspects, like that yeah. little garden going up the steps, seeing mm. that there's you know how they rope things off. It's like Disney creates these elaborate rides, these elaborate sets to make it look as real as possible, but you're only allowed to go to certain parts. Which is like, I understand at the same time, because think about how we do stuff. We don't appreciate things. It would be trash everywhere. It would be people touching stuff, pulling on stuff. Like, I get it. Yeah, this is true. But Based off the nostalgia, I'm giving it an 85 because it wasn't bad. And DJ McHale did his thing. All right. Well, are you ready to go to the souvenir shop? Let's do it. Let's go. Thanks for writing. Before you go, take a detour into the souvenir shop. My souvenir is bring this movie back on Disney Plus. It was never there. But put it on Disney Plus. <laughs> it was never there. <laughs> Like y'all treating it like the ghost in purgatory. Is that what is that what y'all doing? Like if y'all wait for like, like 2027. So, okay. What so if my- will be 30 years? Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so my thought process was as you guys know, I don't know if you guys know or not, but before Scarlett Johansson got into a little tussle with yeah, Disney, it was supposed to be a 2023 was- version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was supposed to be doing a remake of this movie i don't know if that was scrapped or not because they are no longer on good terms okay they really not but they are not um she was supposed to be uh starring in it and also it was some producing it or mm-hmm. something yeah yeah so yeah i don't know i don't know i personally don't want a remake no but and it's like okay see like this would be one of those situations where i would be like yes go ahead and remake it because it's been lost but Mm -hmm. it's like kristen does it's like we don't need a remake of this per se and then scarlett johansson who would you be i guess uh carol i guess or would she be the one like or unless oh God, like they might switch roles. You know how they do today. So she will probably be the uncle. I mean, Possibly. obviously auntie, but probably you know something like that. Or With maybe that they will change said, the story all around. It's like a whole different story. Who knows? We need a scrapbook. We need a nice little scrapbook with um nice little Sharpies where you can scratch people's papers out. Like, you scratch it out. Bonus points if it's felt. What? I'm muting myself. She again. she's talking about um like how Abigail was crossing out what's the calm's face. So she wants a scrapbook that has like pictures. Oh, and stuff in I was like, what does this face. have to do with the movie? It's stress. <laughs> it's a stress reliever. Like you know, you just have essential like pictures and words and phrases. People just casually go in there and just scratch your stuff out. If I could pick something else, I would do, okay, so another traumatizing moment that happened on a Disney trip. There was this walkthrough ride of the Titanic. And when you walk in, you get a ticket of someone who actually was on the Titanic. Is that at Disney? It's not at Disney, but it's in Florida. It it was right next to Ripley's Believe It or Not. So Because, you know, they do that, the the one in Vegas. Yeah, well, I I know I wasn't in Vegas as a child, but this was in Florida. So um, they give you a ticket 
and I got Robert Dickinson. And if y'all know my last name, y'all know like I'm in here feeling good. I'm like, oh, look at this. I get to the end of the walkthrough and this man passed. The whole rest of the day was ruined because I was in shambles. And <laughs> mm. so to get to my souvenir, my real souvenir, I would say like, if you got like an invite to the Tower of Terror, and then um, once you check in, you get like a special little key card. It doesn't go to anything. Don't think it's going to open anything because y'all not about to be in our business, but it's just a souvenir. That's it. Y'all ready for park announcements? Yes, ma'am. Only if I get Mickey Mouse ears. We are officially at the end of the episode. That was one out of five for this month. Next week, we are going to be joined by a guest as we check into room 1408 from 2007. Don't y'all forget, it's my birthday Monday. 10.30, birthday music ensues. We're all excited for my birthday existing. Are we allowed August to is the birthday best music? Month? Because isn't that song copywritten? Any birthday song, in any of them, we can make a remix. But it's my birthday, y'all. My birthday is Monday. My birthday is all month, to be honest. Because I can't help, I was born in the beginning, so I don't get to celebrate all month. But I am. But yeah, my birthday's Monday, 10.30. Happy birthday, Brittany. If anybody wants to send me some um, Mickey Mouse ears, really appreciate that. Really want some. Thank you. You can follow us on all social medias at D180Podcast on IG, Twitter, TikTok. And if you want some exclusive goodies, you can follow us on Patreon. If you like what we're doing here, be sure to leave us a review down below so other people can find us and become survivors as well. If you would like a D180 vacation and you would like to go to Disney World and get Mickey Mouse ears with Brittany. Yes, I'm volunteering your services. <laughs> you can get a curated joint. Woo, 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 woo. Oh, bye, y'all. Bye, bye. I'll see you soon.